We're back here on From the Press Box to Press Row. And on the line, I was reading an article in Sports Illustrated the other day, and it was on a gentleman, the great tight ends, one of the great football players to ever play. not in the Hall of Fame. He, of course, went to Morgan State, won a Super Bowl with the Oakland Raiders, also played for the Colts. He was a four-time pro bowler, was also an all-pro player, played 13 seasons in the National Football League. And fortunate enough, we are joined by Raymond Chester here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Mr. Chester, uh, it's a pleasure. Welcome to the program. Hey, Donald, thanks. It's always a pleasure to be with you. Got to make one correction. I played 12 years in the NFL and one year in the USFL. So not 13, 12. Okay, 12, but, 12 but years you know in the league. Uh-huh. But it was, a, it was a great great career, great opportunity for me, and I had lots of fun and met some great, great people there, players, coaches, and uh, front office people too. Not to mention the fans. The fans were wonderful. Yeah. No, no question about it. Uh, great days at Morgan State. We'll talk about those. How, how are you? How are you, your family, and all doing in, during COVID? Thank you for asking. Uh, so far, we're we're holding our own. We're all well, um, and uh, the old the older folks in the family, like me, most of us have been vaccinated. Thank thank God. Um, you know, so we're doing well. We're blessed. And uh, how are you and your family? I appreciate you asking. We're doing we're doing well. You know, going through the vaccination process. Uh, as well and we'll see we got two younger ones we'll see how that goes in terms of the vaccination for the children um so we'll see how that goes uh so well, stay yeah. stay, stay well man good uh, i appreciate it w- what's your golf game looking like these days <laughs> not playing much a whole lot of golf uh you know started out you know um when the pandemic started out man that put a cramp on everything uh, and then as things loosen up or we begin to know more about this, uh, this epidemic, we, you know, realize that you could play golf and socially distance, uh, you know, properly anyhow. So I only played a few rounds of golf, but I have been fishing. That's my, probably fishing is my number one, uh, hobby. Now, uh, golf is, is slipped back to number two. Okay. Uh, okay. No. No. Under, understood. Definitely understood. So you know, we we got we got really a lot to get to uh, on the program today. I mean, I think the first thing I, w- I want to start out with: what do you you played for Earl Banks at Morgan State? And see, the, one of the things that people we think Morgan State has fallen on some hard times. There's no doubt about it when it comes to football. So a lot of times when you think about great teams or great programs of all time, you think about the Gramblings of the world, Tuskegee's, and all that. But we forget that Morgan is in that conversation as one of the greats programs of all time so for you a couple of undefeated seasons there in Morgan what do you remember most about your days at Morgan State and playing for the legendary Earl Banks uh, Earl Banks is is what I remember most about about Morgan State I mean certainly Morgan was was a, a really great academic school and and uh, I had some great instructors in all in all the phases of my education there as well as you know, um, you know, to other teachers and counselors and whatever. It was a great school, great environment, great family. So, um, you know, kudos to Morgan. But what do I remember most? Earl Banks and the football program. Uh, I mean, probably next to my father, who I, you know, my, I had the best dad in the world, to tell you the truth. Um, 
uh, just the best man I've ever, I've ever known in my life, my father. But next to my dad, probably the, the person who has had, you know, uh, as much an impact on me as anybody else in my life, male-wise, uh, is Coach Banks. And then, you know, follow right along with, you know, with Coach Taylor and, and uh, Coach Wilson and, and uh, you know, some of the other coaches that were there, man. It, well, what an experience. And it was a family experience. And, and um, you know, the impact that the guy like Coach Banks had on not just my athletic ability, playing ability, but the academic part of it, you know, the, uh, the social part of it, the, the development, you know, uh, part of it, uh, the character building. Um, you know, the coaches did it all back then, you know, and, and especially in a small university like Morgan, um, I, I can't even begin to express, you know, the appreciation that I have for Coach Banks. And it's not just me. You know, I've, I've been in recent contact with 20 or 30 uh guys who came through the Morgan football program and, and we we decided to get together and uh, um, re, you know reconnect uh, you know to kind of you know relive our uh, our, our history uh, revitalize our history tell our stories and more importantly to try to see what we can do collectively to promote enhance and, and rebuild the Morgan the football program at Morgan yeah, no, it, it's a, it's a, you're you're right. I mean, I'm I'm a Morgan grad. You know, I was there during the hard times, the late '90s, uh, and so forth. I think I, I think Tyrone Wheatley is going to do uh, a, a good job, but it has been some some hard times uh, at Morgan State, no question about it. We are joined by Raymond Chester here on from the press box to press row. What did it mean to you to be the a first round draft pick? out of Morgan State for the Oakland Raiders back in 1970? Well, it was a dream come true for me. Matter of fact, I never even dreamed of, you know, being a first-round draft coach. And, you know, I certainly thought that I had a talent that, w- that would uh, afford me an opportunity to, you know, to go to a team and try to make a team. But to be a first-round draft choice, oh, my gosh, it was uh, – it, it was it was uh, so real, you know. It just wow, just uh, and uh, you know. So not just what what did it mean to me, but what did it mean to historical black colleges and and you know and, and divisional you know football, the CIAA and and the SWAC and whatever. What did it mean? I mean, it just really brightened, opened the eyes of the of the uh, of the league. Uh, to you know, to the talent, tremendous talent that was you know to be had you know coming out of the historical black colleges and, and small universities, and I think it just inspired coaches and players and and even you know administrators in the uh, in small black colleges and that kind of thing like that as to what they could uh, achieve in terms of uh, professional sports. Yeah, and of course you went on to have an outstanding rookie season. You were named uh, the rookie of the year. But then a couple of years later, you were traded to the to your hometown team, the Baltimore Colts. But you weren't necessarily thrilled with that, correct? Oh no, not at all. <laughs> My heart was broken. Are you kidding? I, I uh, you know, you know, it's kind of like being, you know, you know, uh, 
being born into a family and growing up, you know, with your siblings, you know, I mean, I mean, let's face it. I mean, I, when, you know, when I went to Oakland, man, I was surrounded by guys like, like Willie Brown, Gene Upshaw, Art Shell, uh, Jack Tatum, Cliff Branch, um, you know, um, Ken Stabler, uh, uh, you know, Jim Otto, Daryl LaMonica. I mean, I mean, what a family, man. It's like, it's like, um, if you were to equate it to a, a, you know an orphan being adopted, or you know, or, or or a kid you know going into a foster home, man, I was like, I wound up you know in the lap of of of, of uh, just brilliance, you know, just the guys were just tremendous football players, um, coached by some very good coaches, and. Uh, you know, it was an opportunity for me to learn and grow and, and to become a part of that family, and I did. Um, and so when I when I was traded to Baltimore, it wasn't that I had any particular grudge against Baltimore. I certainly grew up as a Colt fan, and I continue to be a Colt fan today. I, you know, the Colts are one of my favorite teams to watch. But it was like I had been um, – stolen away from my family it's like someone you know someone having to be you know being torn away from their family and their siblings and whatever and and going off to another you know another land so uh certainly had you know it had nothing to do with me not liking the cold so you know i said grew, grew up as a cold fan but boy it had everything to do with me being torn away from the guys that i was weaned with you know yeah then ultimately you go back to oakland win a super bowl I think even more so, and I think that's not – we're not talking about this enough in terms of you being in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. You're well into your 30s, first-team All-Pro in 1979, again, win a Super Bowl. Also for your career, 364 receptions, 5,013 yards, 48 touchdowns, considered one of the great tight ends to ever play the game, more specifically at that time. Why isn't – Raymond Chester in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I I don't know I don't know Donald. Uh, I think the thing one of the things is that really um, I'm most I'm proud of is that uh, if you look at those numbers and whatever Donald I average I average 14 yards a catch and and um, you know I think I I think in my career I think I missed uh, maybe three games in my career. Um, and certainly started, you know, ninety percent of that career I was a starter. So uh, that's what I'm most proud of. But and as well as the people I played against, I think it's just a matter of, of, um, you know, trying to compare, um, you know, peaches with, you know, with 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 plums. I mean, they're both they're both uh, stone fruit, right? And people are saying, okay, stone fruit. If you're if you're going to be a stone fruit, then you have to, you should be compared with a nice, a nice, uh, juicy peach. Um, but you know, I mean, they're delicious and, and, you know, stone fruit that happen to be plums or, 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 you know, others. I just think the way they, they compare it, they compare it is, um, it's certainly skewed. It, you know, it's, it's, uh, certainly, it's the, the the people who played in those eras should have a lot more to say about it with respect to who they regarded as the top players and whatever. I think it should have a whole lot to do with how the 
the person was re, was regarded by their teammates and, and their competitors. Um, the character, the character of the guy, what the guy did, you know, um, after football. Whatever. We're talking the Hall of Fame now. We're talking the thing that, you know, you hold this, this, this shiny, you know, shiny object up and say, behold. You know, this is, you know, this is one of our finest representatives of our league, you know, of, of our sport, you know, of, of his, his college and of the game. So uh, a lot of things should go into that. And um, I think there certainly are a lot of guys that are, that are being overlooked. Um, and, and the other part of it is, is when you think about, you know, all the guys who played even before me, you know, that, that are Hall of Fame kind of guys, uh, you know, that, that are that are being pushed further and further and further and further back, their opportunity to get in the Hall of Fame to, you know, to the point where, a lot, you know, some guys are going to Hall of Fame posthumously. You know, my friend Snick Ken Stavis, you know, for instance. Um, you know, I don't, like, I don't think that's right. You know, I don't, you know, I know there are guys that go in first ballot, this and that and whatever, but, I mean, you know, it's there's a lot of things that I concerns I have about the Hall of Fame. Um, although I respect and admire the guys that are in it, and uh, um, I certainly uh, give them their, their their proper credit for being in it. Yeah. Well, let me give you, let me give you an example, Don. Um, you know, so many of my teammates, my teammate. Let me start with my teammate um, Jack Tatum. Um, you know, we've had all kinds of, you know, great players come up, Ronnie Lott and, and uh, um, Charles Woodson and guys come up after Jack Tatum who played that safety position. And the thing about it is this. The thing about it is everybody that comes up and plays to that high level of run stopping and as well as pass defender and, and stopping the deep route and whatever, most of the people that come up, they're always compared to compared – to, to Jack Tatum. Oh, man, he hits like Jack Tatum. Oh, he, he covers like Jack Tatum. Oh, he picked that ball off just like Jack Tatum. And I say to myself, if you if Jack Tatum is the standard or is you know, one of the standards, then why isn't Jack in the Hall of Fame? I, I, another example, you know, um, and, and it's going to bring us to the whole point about, you know, there's kind of like a, you know, some kind of negative skew against, against Raider players. And that's that's a whole other story. But for instance, Clifford Branch. Now, Clifford Branch is, is is you know, in, in my opinion, the greatest receiver I ever played with, and one, probably the most one of the most fantastic receivers I've ever seen. Played 15 years in the NFL. Um, started all but I think three of those years. How three Super Bowls? Um, you know, just multiple statistics and whatever. How, how can he weigh? Cliff Branch weighed 170 pounds, world class sprinter. How does a guy that plays wide receiver with the statistical stuff that that Cliff Branch had, three Super Bowl rings, right? Played on one of the greatest teams in the history of the league, the Oakland Raiders, right? Played for 15 years. How does a guy that played for 15 years in the in the NFL? Three Super Bowls, World Championship team, great team, whatever, all kinds of stats and accomplished. How is he not in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, that's crazy. Just playing 15 years in the NFL and starting, you know, most of those years. 
two-thirds of those years, four-fifths of those years, he started. Yeah. How's he not in the Hall of Fame? No. The average lifespan for an NFL football player is what, three years? Three years. Yep. Yeah. No, agreed. I mean, to be able to play 15 years, uh, certainly. I mean, and to be able to do it at a high level and to be able to do what and he start, did. Yeah. Yeah, it is yeah. no question about it. You know, we're, we're out of time. We've got to come back and do this. We've got to, I know there was a campaign put together for you about seven, eight years ago or so to try to get you in. Need to, because there's no question about it. Everything that you've been able to do deserves Pro Football Hall of Fame recognition and we want to see if we can uh you know try to get that back rocking and rolling once again raymond chester joining us here on from the press box to press row mr chester appreciate the time definitely we'll talk with you real soon don thank you and keep doing what you're doing man i I admire your show thank you